The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. I have come to sing to you today. <laughs> Elvis has left the building. Good to see everyone. How you doing out there? Everybody all right? Wow. Zach is giving me brand new stuff. I sing Zach songs all the time. I sing it. I, uh, I go down the road. I stop at red lights and I'm singing. People look at me like I have lost my mind. And truth is, I have. I've lost it in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a neat thing. I, I, I have come just to prepare you just a little bit. Zach is coming back in just a moment. He's going to close the service out for us today. But I wanted to bring just a, just a concept to all of you because it is Thanksgiving. We're celebrating Thanksgiving. It's not Turkey Day in this house. It's Thanksgiving Day. Everybody say, thanks, Lord. It's a great day. So in the middle of all of this, I wanted to just kind of come and bring you just a quick word, about 10 or 15 minutes. Zach's going to come and give his testimony, and they're going to close with, uh, with, with altar and with prayer. And I'm so happy to be here today and to welcome Zach Williams and his band. What a, what a joy, what a, what a precious attitude the man possesses. Uh, I, I'm going I'm to speak just a little bit today on when you get a chance, sing. In the middle of a soloist song at church one Sunday, a young boy turned to his grandmother and whispered, She can't sing very well, can she, Grandma? Grandma knew the woman had a love for God, so she said, son, she sings from her heart. That's what makes it good. He nodded. A few days later, he was riding with his grandmother, and they were singing along to the radio when he looked at her and said, Grandma, you sing from your heart too, don't you? <laughs> Many remember past churches, choirs, and the reason we remember is because of one person, that one voice. That voice that was just, well, that voice. A lady used to come here when I first pastored the church in the small A-frame next door, and even though we had no choir, many times because of the lack of music then, we sang a cappella as a whole body of believers, and I would lead the, the chorus of Amazing Grace or something like that. And this lady also sang from her heart <laughs> in church. And from the very first time I heard her, I knew there was something wrong, but I didn't know where it was coming from in the church. Then one Sunday, a glorious, harmonious sound came out of the audience. It sounded so sweet, and we sang the chorus again and again because I didn't hear that voice. And it was as if someone had taken voice lessons and learned to sing overnight. Then I realized Shirley wasn't in church that day. She wasn't there. She didn't ever miss church, but she did that day. And so I got to realizing that the sound was sweeter when she was gone. And the sound was more sour when she was there. But I really did not want to leave her out because she loved to sing. She sang with the enthusiasm of a high school cheerleader. She said her family was a singing family, <laughs> all but her. And at one time, Shirley did have a beautiful voice, according to the crowd, the people that I came to pastor. 
and, uh, and, and, and that's how most of the congregation heard her, through the filter of their memory. But for the first time, listener, it was a small bit of shock, surely saying from her heart. I read about a man in Scripture one day that was given a chance to sing. Found in Matthew 9, I'm not going to put it on the screen, but the Bible said after they had gone away, the demoniac, who was mute, was brought to Jesus. And when, when the demon had been cast out, the one who had been mute spoke. And the crowds were amazed and said, Never has anything like this been seen in Israel. Forget about the detractors who just didn't get it. We know what the Pharisees were like in the Word of God. It was a chance encounter with Jesus. And this man was given a chance to sing. And he found his voice and was enabled to sing the Lord's song. You and I are called to find our voices. You and I are called to sing the Lord's song. And through Jesus we are given a chance to sing like never before. I want this week, can I just call it what I want to call it? I want this week to be a singing week for you. I want you to sing because you're happy. I want you to sing because you're free. I want you to sing because his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. Amen. I want you to sing. So many times a question is asked, why don't we sing? Number one, I believe the reason we don't sing is because of potential. Some of us remain mute and don't sing the Lord's song because we don't know our own potential. Did you know that Michelangelo started 44 statues and only completed 14 of the statues? In a museum in Italy, you can see his 30 unfinished works. There's huge chunks of marble with only a hand or a foot or a leg completed. Our Christian lives are like unfinished statues. Until we find our calling, that area of ministry which God has called us to serve, until we find our voice, the potential for beauty, and especially the potential for our purpose in God's service, is still locked up somewhere within us. But we have the potential. We just need to start singing. The second reason we don't sing is because we don't know the words. Sometimes we don't sing because we don't know the words. One Sunday during an evening service, Someone noticed a little five-year-old singing out loudly and enthusiastic while the, while the choir was singing this song. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. But when they listened to the little fella, five years old, he was actually singing, Soon and very soon, we're going to Burger King. <laughs> we used to sing a song, I am determined to hold out to the end. I sang it, I am a turnip with a hole out on the end. <laughs> Let's have a little talk with Jesus. I sang, Let's have a little chocolate, Jesus. <laughs> Kids do that. And sometimes we as adults don't sing because we don't know the words. That's what worship, that's what fellowship, that's what prayer, that's what Bible study is all about because we need to learn the words. The song is in the salvation. And you need to learn the words to sing the songs right in your life. Somebody needs to sing this week. The third reason we don't sing is we, we've been told we can't sing. I wish some people would tell some people that on American Idol before it went off. Some of us don't sing because we've been told we can't sing. There was a concert one night in Philadelphia. And the maestro had a movement that he wanted a flute player to play 
but he wanted him to play it off the stage. He said, get off the stage and precisely count the measures and count the, count the, 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 the seconds. And, and, and when it comes your time to play, I want that lone flute sound to come out from behind the curtain. And I want you to stay in contact with what we're doing and let's make this work. So on performance night, when the time came for the flute solo, the flutist began exactly. Suddenly there was a, a sudden squeak and a sour note. Then the soloist went, went silent. The conductor was outraged at the end of the piece, and he walked off the stage and to find the poor flute player. But the player was prepared. He said, Maestro, before you say anything, you, uh, let me tell you what happened. But really, you're not going to believe it. You know, I came in accurately. You know, everything was going beautifully when suddenly this enormous stagehand ran up and grabbed my flute and pushed me back, said, Shut up, you nut. There's a concert going on out there. <laughs> Some of us have lived those life experiences. We have wanted to get involved in what God has for us, but somebody's pushed us aside and said, you don't belong on the stage. You don't belong out there. Someone has told you you don't have the potential and you'll never amount to a hill of beans. I want to preach right now. Or the experience of lives have pounded that message into you. They have said so many times that, and we begin to believe that we don't belong with the church of the living God. Let me tell you something. Everybody that walked in this house today belongs in the saving hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. You belong here. You belong here. You belong in God's house. The fourth reason we don't sing is because we haven't found our voice yet. We haven't found our voice. Some of us don't sing because we don't have a voice. We have no clue what God's calling us to do, and we don't know what part to sing. There was a little boy who loved to listen to music, and he was bitterly disappointed because he could neither sing nor play. Luckily, there was a kind gentleman who came to him one day and encouraged him with these words. There are many ways of making music, young man. What matters is if the song is in your heart. The little boy took the man at his word and he learned to make music another way. By, his, by the way, his name was Antonio Stradivarius. Yeah, became the world's greatest violin maker. He found his voice. He had a chance to sing. And he sang the Lord's song. You see, like that man, I believe that there are many ways to make music. There's many ways to sing the Lord's song. And they all begin by giving your life to Christ. I did a research not long ago on three reasons why birds sing. You know why birds sing? Number one, because they're made to sing. That's what they were created for, to sing. Number two, it's a mating call. They call their mate when they start singing. That's kind of cute, isn't it? And the third reason they sing is because there's another bird on their branch and they're saying, get off my branch. I'm singing you off this branch. <laughs> you know what? That third one needs to get a hold of some of you. Hallelujah. You may not have realized that you were born to sing. You may not have realized yet that you're in this world and the mating call to God Almighty is your praise and your worship. But the third thing you ought to sing about is to tell the enemy to get off your limb. Get out of my life. You folks like preaching too, don't you? The Lord's song is for not ourselves; it's for others. Let me, let, me, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. I read about a grandmother years ago that went through the pains of life. <clears throat> Are they coming to get me? <laughs> You're cool. You're all right. Just turn the siren off. That scares me. 
Her name, her name was Grandma Richardson. She lived in a, a coal town, and one day, sitting on the porch with her grandkids around her, she heard the news. The officials from the coal mine came and said your husband had been killed in a mining accident. They had the funeral, put him away, and she went back to her porch and kept loving on her kids. She was the greatest grandmother. A few years later, another group of men from the mine came and said, your, your, your son has died in a mining accident. And she kept singing, and she kept loving her kids. And then she finally heard another phrase that said something very similar, said, another boy has been lost in a mining accident. And it was about all she could take, because in a matter of five years, she had lost husband and two sons to mining accidents. And one grandkid looked at her and said, Grandma, aren't you sad today? She said, yeah, I'm very sad. I'm very sad. It's hard to say goodbye to someone you love, and I've, I've had to do it three times. But she told the kids, I have something more than sadness inside of me. Then she spoke of her faith. I lost my pastor this last week. He came into my life when I was seven years old, and he stayed there 60 years. If you know math, you can figure up my age. I know I don't look that old. I just. <laughs> and so the kids said, can you give us some? And she said, kids, I've been giving you faith all these years. She said, every time I sing to you, every time I sing his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me, every time I sing amazing grace, every time I sing this little light of mine, every time I sing songs of victory, it lets you know that God is with me, Amen. that God's promise is for each of us. And Jesus told us, I will never leave you orphaned. That's what she told her grandkids. I will never leave you orphaned. God promises to walk with us no matter what. And I want to share this with you folks that may spend Thanksgiving by yourself. You may be in loneliness, but don't think you're alone. God is going to be with you. And sing, sing, sing. Your way through the Thanksgiving season. I close today. I'm fixing to bring Zach back up on the platform. And he's going to close this out. Thank you for letting me talk to you just a little bit today. But not only do we sing for others. We need to sing in all circumstances. Say in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Zach. I'm Pastor Rex. I didn't get to meet right. you last night. Nice I love you, brother. Appreciate you. I'm going to sing bass with you. No, I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> In a far war-torn country years ago, there was a band of minstrels that would go around trying to encourage the families and the people of sons who were at war. And in the cold, bitter winter, they went to places and People didn't show up because it was too cold and they were too disenchanted and too discouraged to come. And so they didn't show up. One night about five people showed up and the band decided that it probably would be better to close down their, their show. And to move forward with something else because they had run out of people to sing to. And then they turned to the band leader and they said, what do you think about it? He said, well... The people that are coming tonight have already decided to come and we're going to sing tonight. And if nobody else shows up, then tomorrow we will cancel and we will go home and we'll never sing again. 
So that night they sang. And when they got through singing, they were putting their instruments up and they were starting to say their goodbyes when all of a sudden the leader came and he had this note in his hand. And the note simply said this. He said, put your instruments down. Let me read you something. And the note said, thank you for your beautiful performance tonight. You blessed me so much. And it was very simply signed, your king. When nobody else shows up in your life. When Zach and the band are gone and the pastor's at his house and you think God's forgotten where you are. Open your mouth. Sing your song. Magnify your God. And I promise you, he will write you a note that said, you bless me today. Signed, your king. I love you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We're so honored to have Zach in the band here today. He's going to give his beautiful testimony. I've heard it. I want him to come and share it. God bless you. You're awesome people. Bless us, Zach. Thank you.